Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Welcome to the show, gearheads. It's John Massengill sitting in studio. Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser joining me via Zoom. How's it going, boys? Rock and roll. We just watched yeah. the Hungarian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton ran away with it. I think he stopped for a sandwich at some point along the way. And he's already got home, I think. Yeah, he's he's home. He's in the garage. He's got his car washed and oil changed, and he's he's done. But uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton ran away with this race today, and man, I, I don't the, the the Mercedes car just looked unbelievably fast. But guys, did you see the Haas F1 team scored some points in Magnussen in ninth today? You got to be happy about that as an American Formula One fan. Absolutely, yeah, really pleased. Um, it was a. You know, it was a gamble. Um, they actually went out on full wets um, on the warm-up lap and then both pitted uh, and started from the pit lane on medium tyres. So, smart move. Um, they, you know, they went out. Um, they thought, it, you know, if it was going to rain, they could have stayed where they were. And if not, had nothing to lose. Yeah, actually, I looked it up because I was there was some confusion on the commentary team, but it, Roman started on, on intermediates and Kevin yeah. started on wets. And I don't know, was that just a, a brilliant call by Mr. Gunther Steiner? I think it probably was the drivers, to be honest. Um, you know, at that point, you've got to let the driver decide what he want, what he's comfortable on. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It could, it could well have been Gunther, but I, I think the drivers are the ones that would, would, would do, you know, would take that choice. Yeah. You Less know, I agree. It usually goes to the driver, but then also, you know, Gunther is looking at the radar. The weather radar sure. as well plus a few other people and so i still think it's a shared responsibility uh because you can say the tracks you know and that was a big player today is the weather conditions were changing what was predicted was rain in 14 minutes and 12 minutes and eight minutes and eight yeah. minutes and 11 minutes and, and oh never mind <laughs> yeah never mind kind of skim the surface didn't it could have skimmed the circuit it was uh, just to the south it was there but it just wasn't quite on the track yeah. Well, hey, let me run down the full results from the race. Lewis Hamilton wins the race. Max Verstappen comes in second. We'll talk about that. What an amazing story on that. Uh, Valtteri Bottas third. Lance Stroll in the pink Mercedes for Racing Point comes in fourth. Alexander Albon fifth. Uh, Sebastian Vettel in sixth. Sergio Perez seventh. Daniel Ricciardo. Then Kevin Magnussen in ninth. 
Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Daniel Kvyat, uh, Lando Norris, Esteban Ocon, Roman Grosjean down in 15th, Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Russell, and Latifi, and Gasly uh, did not finish the race. But let's go back up to the top. We talked about Lewis Hamilton, just ran away with it, looked amazing today. But, but Max Verstappen, so he crashed on the formation lap, broke his front wing off, and then ended up starting the race seventh place and comes in second. How about that for a performance, Jonathan? Yeah, pretty impressive. I, I said watch out for Verstappen um, because I thought it was going to be wet, but I didn't expect him to crash, that's for sure. And, and you know, and a lesser man would probably be rattled by that, but uh, Verstappen, that's that's the class of the man, is that he puts it behind him and just does his job metronomically, and uh, that's, that's the choice of a, a true champion, I think. Uh, and that's why Verstappen already at, at the young age is, is starting to show that he's got the capabilities of being the next Hamilton. You know, you I, yeah, go I ahead, totally Les. agree, but he also put himself in that spot. I mean, as a team manager, I'm going, okay, yeah, you you obviously goofed up on the lap, the outlap to go to grid, but you know what? You recovered well. Imagine how could you could have done if you would have had some other way to get that adrenaline going and be up there. But you know, guys, I know y'all were thinking the same thing when I saw Verstappen. You know, getting it when I knew that he was gonna, his car was gonna start. I knew that he, it wasn't gonna stop him or or rattle him. He just seems that way. It's like if you can get that car going, he's gonna be fine. And sure enough, he was. So important result for him, John, as well, because it moves into third overall in the championship on thirty three points. He's still quite a distance from the Mercedes, but he's now eclipsed Lando Norris overall. So you know, from a season point of view, that that's a, a good solid third place for Red Bull and for Verstappen. Yeah, and and think about that. Remember how Red Bull was really not having a good weekend, and yep. we were really worried that they were even going to you know do well at all. I thought for one point they might not even finish in the points the way it was looking, but hey, you know Verstappen in second, Albon in fifth, so they'll take that any weekend, I would say. Hey guys, I want to give us an update. We have a young driver guest on the show coming up pretty quick here, Pietro Fittipaldi. He's in the car, and he's going to try to call us in a minute. He just texted over and said he's having a bad connection, but he's going to join us. Of course, he's now, the when res- you say he's in the car, you don't mean in the car. You mean <laughs> in the hire car or the rental car. Yeah, he's, he and his brother are driving right now. His brother, Enzo, who races in Formula 3, Ferrari Junior Driver, they're on their way back to Marinello, where they live. And I was going to say, wherever they're going, they'll get there quick with those two. Yeah. <laughs> I said, how long? He said, it's a seven-hour drive. So he's going to try to join us here in a minute whenever they can get a good connection. Five and a half. <laughs> yeah, five and a half, exactly. <laughs> Time to beat. Okay, so the Formula One driver of the day, I think, is going to be a runaway with Max Verstappen. But, hey, how about... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, that's official, but go ahead, Les. Yeah, like I said, the reason he did so well, or the reason he really sticks out in your mind, is he smacked the wall first. Well, he also Are came you? from seventh to... To second, to, to, so not a bad performance during the race, too. So, but okay. yes, it is official. All right, who's your man hard, then? Yeah, go back to my hard charger that I commented on before. Tell me what that is, Mister Smarty. What's what's that, Les? Alban. Oh, Alban. <laughs> yeah. Started in thirteen. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, my good drive by Alban. Good drive by Alban. You know, the only hiccup there is. Uh, his team was seen drying the pavement in front of his grid spot. <laughs> so, yeah, has that been heard yeah, yet or what, not? Yeah. Uh, no response yet that I'm seeing. I've been checking on that. 
that is very definitely an infringement on it. And that is a very different approach to gaining some traction there. You know, it's fine to uh, essentially do a burnout and accelerate hard and leave some rubber in that spot. So the next time you come around, there's some fresh rubber there on your spot. You can't prep. You cannot actually prep the track surface. Yeah. Having a team uh, member of yours dry off the spot in front of you. Nope. Can't do that. And that definitely is an advantage, uh, especially in a situation like today. Yeah, and they should know better, Red Bull. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's surprising, actually. I mean, if you don't get if you don't get spotted by the FIA, the other teams will spot you doing it. Oh yeah, should have been uh, drying off the front wing and wing instead. Yeah. <laughs> and no dumping any. What is that? PJ one that track compound. Yeah, stuff? yeah. No track prep. <laughs> can't do that. Hey, well, my driver of the day, or not, not necessarily. It's I, I can't argue with Max Verstappen. But Kevin Magnuson, guys, I mean, he was, yeah, he, he obviously, he held off everybody and had ninth place. I mean, that's, this may be their best finish of the season. We'll see. I, I love the fact that coming into the weekend. Don't say that. <laughs> I, I love the, the fact that uh, Gunther was saying that they had made a bunch of progress and it kind of was, you know, leading up to the weekend. And I was a little worried that that was just going to be optimistic talk. But, hey, man, uh, he looked great today and and ninth place is about uh, it's a, you know a fantastic finish for Haas F1. Hey, um, let's look at the rest of the grid here. I want to see so Max Verstappen second, Botas third, Lance Stroll in fourth. What about that, Les Kaiser? She's gone silent. He'll work it out in a minute. I don't know if he's going to a break or not, but uh, he might well be. But he's on mute at the moment, so. Um, um, yeah, there was some, there was some good stories. Good. Uh, you know, I said at the beginning, um, that I really wanted, uh, Stroll to have a good race. And I think, um, all right, he didn't get the podium I wanted him to get, but he drove well, uh, good, consistent, uh, drive by a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And, you know, it, as we said in the pre-show, we knew that he was capable of this. And so, you know, now we're seeing him, we're seeing him in a strong car. We're seeing that skill that historically we've heard from the past. We've seen him doing this in the past, but now the packages together, he delivered today very well. He can, he ran against some strong players on his way uh, to where he is, not only through qualifying, but during the race, he had to fight with traffic, but in a different means. He wasn't yeah. the guy getting the blue flags, you know, being a candidate for blue flags. Really pleased to see him go there. Yeah, and um, yeah, no question about it that, that, you know, what could have led to a very, very uh, close observation of Stroll this season, I think all bets are off now. In other words, with Vettel potentially in talks with Racing Point and Perez saying, I've got a contract, and Stroll saying, I don't care who my teammate is, I, I think he can put that one away now and say, I'm in the team, I'm... Out, out qualifying and beating my teammate. Um, my dad owns the team. Nothing to do with me. I'm doing my job. And I think the press can't can't kind of unstable uh, unstabilize his confidence with the threat of Vettel potentially coming to Racing Point. Gotcha. You know the uh, some of the things that went on. I made a few notes of things that I thought were brilliant. Uh, not one of them. Latifi colliding <laughs> with signs in the pit lane. Not even like. You know, and you know what? They're going to say unsafe for Leafs, but honestly, 
okay, yes, he came out, he recovered, but before he pulled out on lane, he made the collision. Hey, Les, have we punished John enough? Now <laughs> should we unmute him? Let's, okay. un let's unmute him because he'll get, he'll get frustrated. This is the reason. All right, I, John, you're back. This is the reason I came to the studio. I was trying to <laughs> not be a technician at my own house, and here I come to the studio and the microphone goes dead. That's he all thinks right. it's his idea. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, what a shame. Did somebody mute you? <laughs> hey, guys. It sounds like we have Dave O'Neill back with us. I know he was, he was out at the racetrack doing some work. Hey, Dave. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Interesting race there. Yeah, not bad, huh? Not bad. I didn't watch all of it, so um, I, I'm not very good on my homework uh, on this, but I watched a little bit of it. Well, your old boss, Gunther Steiner, made a, some sort of brilliant call, or the drivers did, because at one point they were three and four right after the start of the race when they went out on wet tires and switched immediately and, dry. yeah, put on the dry tires and jumped straight to three and four. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, in that position, you have to try something like that. And, um, you know, that's what I can imagine Gunther saying. I can still hear him in my ear. Um We've got to do something. We've got to try something, and yeah. uh, that's what they did. It paid off, and of course the the track um, the track was warm. It doesn't lose all its heat, so um, it was a good call um, as it showed. Um, and Magnuson, I, I saw a little bit of that bit. Magnuson managed to uh, to keep the pace um, until the uh, the second round of stops. So, yeah, really good. And not only that, um, they're off the back, you know, off the bottom of the table effectively with points mm. now. Yeah. Um, it's the worst thing going into Monday meetings with um, what could have, should have happened. Um, so to have to have points on the table is fantastic. Um, would have lifted the whole team. Um, and uh, let, let's hope there's um, there's some forward momentum now for the next the next race. More rain, effectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's England. It's going to rain. <laughs> well, that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we have two back-to-back -back in England. We're we're absolutely going to get some rain. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Dave, yeah. you know these it's two like drivers. It's like its own microclimate there. <laughs> Go ahead, Les. So, Dave, you know these two drivers on Haas. How are they in the rain? Well, funny, I, was, I was thinking, I was listening to the show as I was walking back to the car. And, um, you know, in the rain... Um, we, we, we talk about uh, Verstappen's mistake, but if we go back a couple of three years to um, lining up for the grid in Brazil, um, probably not so good <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, but um, with Grosjean, but I think, you know, they are, you know, they're F1 drivers. They're all half decent in the rain. Um, some of them tend to love it a lot more. It's all about getting dialed in and hooked up and feeling really confident and getting in the zone. Um, and once you do that, you're in a rhythm and, and you can you can go on. The thing with the rain is you never have a constant, whereas in the dry you have same track temperature for 10 laps, a little bit of degradation from the tyres. But, of course, in the rain, um, you've got hot hot track. Um, corners are, are um, you know, on a slope. Um, you get puddles. The puddles go away. Um, and, then, and then as the tyres get hot, you need to keep them cool. So you have to go offline and... Um, and keep the temperature down on the tyres. Otherwise, they start chunking um, and, and blistering, and then they start falling apart. And, of course, you lose all the, the blocks on the tyres then, um, and then you don't have anything to remove the water as you're charging forward. So, um, yeah, it, it's 
it's a completely different ball game, but I think it's more of a zone, like I say, you have to get into, um, which Hamilton seems to be able to, to put himself in there very, very quickly. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I, I just got an I update from Pietro. Go ahead, John. I just got an update from Pietro. He's, he said, there, Jonathan, you, you're prophetic. They're having a little run-in with some officials, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I called that one. They, they may have been driving a little fast. He just said, this, this is where they pretend they can't speak English and, <laughs> and just go straight into full Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll try to call you in about... Get the dollars out. <laughs> yeah, get the, get the American dollars out, yeah. He uh, he's going to try to call us in about ten minutes. He said, "So we'll cool. see what happens with a light wallet." Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, hey yeah. guys. Let's... By the way, we don't post bail. But uh... see, that's a good old story. I like that. He's Racing asking me, getting, "Can getting I Venmo him some money or something?" No, let me, let me see. Yeah. Go fund me. Hunter, where's the car? What are you doing with my car? Hey, Dave. How long hey, you got? We need Dave. to go to break. Can you stick with us through the break? Yes. Yep. All right, well, guys, let's go ahead and take a break and we come back. We will continue to break down the Hungarian Grand Prix and check in our, on our boys, the Fittibaldi brothers, over in Italy. The Speed City, back in Austin. Back in a few minutes. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk 1370.
Hello to everyone. This is Gunter Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. I can see all y'all's faces start smiling when it's Gunter Steiner coming on. The- of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. P- P9. Uh, well, that's Dave O'Neill, and he's joined us. Uh, where'd you say you are? VIR? Is that right? Yeah, VIR, yep. Yep, out there for the uh, the US F3 and F4, both of them racing today? Yes, they are. Yeah, they've both got two races today, so they had one yesterday. Well, we are recapping the Hungarian Grand Prix for Formula One. You know, guys, we got to be thankful. We've had three races now and three pretty good races because I know last week was boring until the end. But today, I mean, we started off before the race, had crashes before the race even started, and lots of rain and cars coming up and down the grid. I mean, I guess our big surprise is the Haas F1 team. And like you said, Les, Albon doing very well. That's a little bit of a surprise. Lance Stroll looking great. Perez made his way back up to seventh. And I don't know, I I, I guess the, uh, let's see, where did Russell, yeah, Russell did not have a great race. He yeah, Williams 18. did not show at all. I, I knew that, that Latifi had a rough time, but I was thinking Russell did a little better, but yeah, ended up 18. Yeah, Latifi got a puncture. Yep. So I'll they, tell you, John, I will tell you one they. thing that's interesting, for me anyway. Um, reality, now we've got a two-week break and everybody, you know, takes a big intake of breath. Uh, the reality is on the wall in the Constructors' Championship. Ferrari are fifth on 27 points. Racing Point and McLaren are both on 40 points. Um, that's the battle for the midfield. Renault, McLaren, Renault versus Racing Point, Mercedes. And Ferrari, uh, I don't think, if they, it is only 10 races, can recover. Yeah, what about Ferrari? Did you hear Leclerc at the end of the race? Magnussen was in eighth at that point with about 20 laps to go. And Magnuson's eight, Leclerc and Sainz were right behind him. And um, and and Leclerc was, I was going, well, is he going to catch him? I was looking at the lap times. And Magnuson was lapping faster than, the, than Leclerc. And Leclerc was saying the car was completely out of balance. You know, Carlos Sainz eventually passed him for 10th. So Leclerc was out of the points. But obviously, I Leclerc's car was... were going off anyway. But, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but he was saying the car was out of balance, too. So, yeah, I guess the tires, but... And Vettel finishing sixth, but still, you know, Ferrari sixth and 11th. It, it's like we talked about on the, on the pre-show. It's like Ferrari's now the, you know, a, a good midfield team. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, astonishing, really, isn't it, Les? Hey, we, we had a uh, – they really are. I like that, though Vettel showed good today. I, I'm happy with that. I want to see him come through and us not have things so jumbled up. But I want to ask Dave one thing, particularly that we mentioned that this is the third race race of 2020. But one of the things I've noticed, Dave, is all of these tracks are under three miles, which seems to have kept the uh, the racing pack pretty close to each other. I is that something consistent that we're seeing with tracks under three miles? Does it spread out? What are your thoughts? Does it? Three mile under three mile track make a better race, or is this just coincidence? No, I I mean I think it's more of a coincidence. That's the 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 thing with the quick cars. You know, I mean, if you look at where the the amount of time Hamilton was in front of um, second place, I think when you have a quick car like that, okay, it's maybe not engine specific that track, 
but it's certainly downforce. You need downforce to get around the corners, and there's just lots of corners there. Um, similar with uh, with Austria, um, don't have a, a, a huge straight. I mean, you've got the long straight up to um, up to turn two, but um, a lot of it is fast corners in Austria as well. Um, so I think it's just maybe a feature, not a fault, really, that they they have um, they have been bunched up um, like that. In, in my opinion, um, when we get to Silverstone, we'll probably see something a little bit different with the, um, you know, the long straights and the very, very fast corners. Um, you have to be pretty committed there. Um, and you also have to have a really good car um, under you mechanically and also downforce wise um, to, to get the grip before you turn in. Um, but yeah, going back to Leclerc, when you, when you, you guys were talking about that, we, we also have to look back if Vettel was that far up the road, um, you'd have to say, I don't know, maybe there's something broken, missing a barge board, um, on, on Leclerc's car, um, maybe some damage there that we'll, we'll learn to find out later in the, in the day. Yeah, we can find out to see the reports. But, hey, guys, we have our young driver guest on the phone. He is he has cleared the border, I guess, and Pietro Fittipaldi is joining us. Pietro, welcome to Speed City. Oh, he's he's got his mic on mute, it looks like. Well, you can unmute that, can't you? Uh, I, think, I think Casey. Oh, there he goes. Am I, am I on? <laughs> yes. yes, you're on. We got you, buddy. If the internet will allow it. Hey, Pietro. <laughs> yep, we got you. We got you, yeah. Hey, Pietro, how was your weekend? <laughs> he's Not out a on a good connection. Yeah, he's out on the road. Oh, yeah. yeah, bad connection. Drive down the road a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pietro, call us back and we'll try again. I'm going to try to dial in. Give me a second. I'll try to dial in. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah, guys. So while we're waiting on So Pietro, these two are known as Brazilian Americans because we'll claim them if they make it to Formula One, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so Pietro's with his brother Enzo. And of course, they are grandsons of the great two time F1 champion, Emerson, who I started watching those sideburns when I was a kid. <laughs> they were impressive, weren't they? <laughs> They were. I think he rolled cigarettes at them. <laughs> yeah. Kept his ears warm. Yeah. I bet you've come across so, Emerson yeah. before now. I think we got Pietro yeah, back yeah, on. Absolutely. Pietro, can you hear us? <laughs> we're still having trouble getting him back on. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, strangely enough, um, Emerson, absolute gentleman. Um, every time I see him, he always he always waves, and you know, probably not shake hands now because of the COVID, but certainly waves and uh, always has time to say ha- hello. Um, amazing um, with the amount of people he bumps into on a daily basis, I'm sure, um, and he still finds finds time to say hello. Didn't he release a new car? Didn't he build a car, or was behind? I, I believe so, yeah. I, and also wheels. I think he's involved in a wheel company as well, Fittipaldi Wheels. Um, Good idea. Quick Google would uh, search that. Yep. Sort that out, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll have a look. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, guys, um, well, let's let's go ahead and get a quick break in, and then we'll try to get Pietro connected while we're in the break, and we'll continue to wrap up the Hungarian Grand Prix. Listen to Speed City Live from Austin, back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. You can take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. This is John Massengale. I got Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser, Dave O'Neill, and we have on the line with a great connection, Pietro Fittipaldi. All right, welcome back to the show, Pietro. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate you, uh, you having me in the show. Sorry for, for being late in the connection issues. We just crossed the border uh, from Slovenia. We're driving back to Italy from Hungary. Um, so we're, we're on the road, but happy to be on the show. Well, we, we, we knew you had some trouble. We thought you had a speeding ticket, but everything's fine. You're on the road, but go ahead, Jonathan. I was going to say, so it's you and Enzo. Enzo's just finished top 10 in FIA F3. 
So you should what make make Marinelle in about an hour and a half, huh? <laughs> uh, he's driving now, so let's see how much time he can uh, he can make up. But uh, no, it was, it was a good weekend for him. I mean, the the first race, he you know they had a, the, the whole team struggled in qualifying, um, and they went into the race. He, he started ninth, it was up to seventh, and ended up getting a drive through penalty after a red flag for a red flag incident. He got the penalty, uh, which I I completely didn't agree with but he ended up getting a penalty got a drive through started 19th in the race today was really wet and went from 19th and, and finished ninth and had a really strong pace so it's a good weekend for him uh probably should have done better results and more points but the pace is really strong now i got a question for you we had santino ferrucci um at the american grand prix a few years ago and he was all headphoned up and with the Haas team is that what you do when you're in hungary is is you basically um you know, are learning what Roman and Kevin are doing, so that so that if ever the, the opportunity comes, you're you're ready to go. Yeah. So basically, what I do for the team is, um, you know, last year I was the test driver for the team. I actually started testing with the team at the end of 2018. Um, I had a good test with them, and then uh, Gunther offered me a contract to be the test driver in 2019. So I was able to test the car about. Uh, I did probably about 1,500 miles in the car last year. I got a lot of opportunity to test the car. I did uh, all the simulator work for the team. You know, we, we're on the simulator usually three, four times a week. And, uh, and then this year I was uh, uh, signed as a reserve and test driver. So my job basically is, you know, when I get the opportunity to test the car, I test it. I do the work in the simulator. But I also have to be present in the race weekends in case, uh, uh, which is rare to happen, but in case anything happens to both drivers, um, I have to be ready there to, to step in and, and drive the car in the race weekend. Do you get to do any Friday drives? Well, at the moment, I don't know. Uh, obviously, I would like to. I would really like to because uh, it's it's great to, to test uh, throughout a, throughout a, you know official testing, but to do a, a run on Friday, although it's not a lot of running, it's 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 more pressure, and I like to show the team what I could do under that that pressure. Uh, but at the moment, there's nothing planned because. You know, we only have 10 races announced. So Formula One is still uh, trying to figure out the rest of the schedule. Um, and then once you have a better idea on the schedule, we'll be able to, to look into that deeper. Uh, hey, Pietro, I wondered if you got a chance when we spoke earlier, you were going to try to get a call back to the Haas team and get a report. Did you get hold of those guys? I didn't, I didn't get a hold of them yet. I didn't get a hold, but I was following the race from here. Uh, because how it's working, the first three race weekends, so we have two races in Austria, this one in Hungary. Um, they, since F1 is limiting how many staff members a Formula 1 team can have, and they're being very strict with it, um, has decided not to bring any of their – they didn't want to bring uh, a reserve driver into the paddock yet. Right. So what they did is um, I was present in all three race weekends, and has suggested for me to come with my brother that he's racing Formula 3. You can bring one guest. And I came with him, so I'm present on site. If anything happens, I'm there. But I'm actually with my brother in the Formula 3, Formula 2 paddock and without any access to the F1 paddock. And uh, so I've, I've basically been following virtually uh, what's been going on. And uh, I hope to be back. Uh, the team's supposed to decide in the next coming days if I'll be back in, into the F1 paddock for Silverstone. But uh, I've been following up with the team, and I haven't talked to anybody yet after this race. Um, but I was following up here on the... Uh, on, uh, social media and, and live timing, and it seems like it was a, a dominant one by, by Hamilton again. Yeah.
Yeah, dominant dominant win for Hamilton and uh, Botas uh, could not catch Max Verstappen, who ended up second. And but you know, got to be happy for your boys at Haas with Kevin Magnussen coming in ninth, right? No, I was really happy. I mean, to finish ninth and we struggled in Austria. I thought it was going to be a struggle here again to score points, and we got two points. I think that's very, very important for the team um, because I feel like the top ten cars are very strong, um, the top five teams, and then there's a bit of a gap from the top five teams to the teams behind. So I, I, I would seen it very difficult for those teams to be able to score points, and for us to score those two points was really uh, crucial. And I believe when I was following like timing, I wasn't I wasn't able to watch the you know, footage of the race, but I believe we boxed um, before the start of the race, yeah. changed tires, and that saved us a pit stop, which gained us a lot. So I, I believe if that was actually the call, that strategy call was very good. Yeah, we were trying to work out whether it would be the drivers to take that call or would it would be Gunter uh, or one of the engineers. But, uh, yeah, it was a smart move. Yeah, it was a smart move. Usually what they do is uh, beforehand they ask the driver, um, you know, how's the condition of the track? Do you think we should stop and, and change? I believe they were on wet tires and they changed the slicks on yep. intermediates maybe and then changed the slicks. But usually the engineer, they would know that it'd be a close call. So they'd be like, listen, on the formation lap, if you think that there's a chance that it's worth going on slicks, even if it's slower than the intermediates or the wets in the beginning, we'll be able to save, you know, however long you lose in a pit stop. And, uh, we made the right decision. They went there and they, they gained a lot of time for that and I think that was one of the crucial reasons we were able to finish in the points. And uh, so, yeah, really good call. Whoever made that call, obviously the, the drivers provided good information, but then the engineer and the strategist have to make the call. It was a really good call by the team. You know, they had Gunther Steiner on the, uh, on the ESPN broadcast today, and somebody asked him that question, and he said it was basically a team call. You know, they get the input from the drivers, they look at the weather, they mm-hmm. all of that. So it was a, it was a team call. So... Uh, yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. Call. Yeah. Hey, we also have Pietro. We have we have uh, former Haas F1 team manager Dave O'Neill on the phone. Hey, Dave, you got a question for Mr. Fittipaldi? Yeah. Um, how you doing, Petro? How's it going, Dave? <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Um, yeah, I'll say. Um, I mean, it's probably pretty difficult not being in the in the mix. Um, you know, in the in the in the paddock itself, and being able to be in the meetings, yeah. etc. Um, I just wondered whether you um, have you taken that to a virtual level and got involved in the uh, in any form of Zoom meeting or FaceTime or. Yeah, so for the meetings that are, the meetings that are happening uh, throughout the race weekend, um, I haven't been uh, following up like uh, on the spot live uh, through Zoom because I think that'd just be too complicated for the team. But um, but basically. Uh, you know, I speak to a lot of the, the performance engineers that um, usually ran me in the test. Okay. Um, which I'm not sure if, if uh, you know them. But I don't know if you know uh, Russell Patton uh, and that. So I don't know if you worked with them while uh, they were there, if they came in after. But uh, basically, I'm, I'm keeping up with uh, with them all the time. Also with Ayao. I usually call Ayao after the uh, each race just to, to get an update from him, see how things are going. Ayao is the, yeah. the technical... Uh, director, and I'm I'm sure he was in the team from uh, the first year. So you, you, I'm sure you know of Ayao. Yes, yeah, he was the chief engineer, and he's um, he, in my opinion, he's one of the one of the decent brains in the in the pit lane. Certainly with Haas as well. He's uh, the way his mind works and how quick he can think is um, is no one's business. You know, certainly 
Um, yeah. And when it comes to any of these quick uh, strategy calls, it would have been him that would have been uh, definitely shaking the tree along with Gunter. Gunter's strange as well with my experience with him is, um, you know, he doesn't he, he doesn't talk numbers like the engineers. But when when you when you talk about being on the platform and the right planet, he's he's just so so clever with with numbers. Um, really interesting to be around and and listen to. Um, of course, listen to is is definitely good to to listen to with Gunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And Gunter's like that too. He's a very direct guy. I mean, if if he if he likes you, he'll let you know. But if he doesn't like you, he'll let you know also. You know, he's uh, a yeah. direct person. He's really straightforward. You know, there's no yeah. there's no BS with him. There's no with him. So he's really straightforward, and he's good to he's good to work with someone like that. Yeah, yeah, he's very straight, and um, he, he, you can learn an awful lot off him as well because he's got um, he's, he's got a font of knowledge there. But yeah, yeah. so um, I guess uh, I guess the the next thing will be um, finding out how how the calendar is going to evolve. We all got our fingers crossed and uh, want want more races on the calendar, and I guess you do as well to see when you can get back in and whether they are going to have any um, official test days um, in between the races. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the more races are on the calendar, the more chance that it'll be for me to uh, get into a FP1. Um, and, you know, for sure, I, I want to do that to, to have the, the chance to show the team what I can do under, under a Friday practice. And let's see if they have any official testing. In the beginning of the year, when uh, everything was normal and there was a full calendar, the only official testing that there was going to have, which wasn't official, was a Pirelli test day, was two days at Suzuka, um, straight after the Suzuka Grand Prix. But that was obviously canceled. And uh, now we're just waiting uh, to see. Let's see how many races end up on the calendar. For me, the, the more, the, the better. Hey, Pietro, how many laps have you gotten in the actual F1 car this year? This year, none. This year, none, because last year there was, eight preseason test days at Barcelona. So what they do, there's two weeks of testing. They do four days on the first week and another four days in the second week. This year, they shortened it. And last year, I was able to test a car in three of those days in the preseason testing. This year, they only had six days. So three days in the first week, three days in the second week. So they decided to prioritize having um, uh, Kevin and Roman. So I haven't tested the car this year yet. But last year, we did about, I did about 2,600 kilometers. Uh, which is, I, I think, about about a thousand five, six hundred miles, something like this, in the car. So I did quite a, quite a lot of laps. Hmm. Yeah, Trey, you mentioned your brother. Obviously, he's FIA F3. But what about yourself? I mean, obviously, um, you came back from that uh, heavy injury uh, in World Endurance. But um, I mean, what's the plan for next year? Do you want to get back in the seat, or are you happy? being in a, in a prime seat uh, in F1 in, in terms of readiness. What, what's your own plan? Yeah, for sure. My goal, my my dream is to be racing in Formula 1. And, um, you know, I was a test driver this year, this year I'm the reserve and test driver, but I obviously want to be on the grid, you know. Uh, and it comes at a certain point in time where I want to get back racing. Uh, obviously, I, I love testing and, and doing everything that I do for the team because I learn a lot. And uh, I hope to get the opportunity one day to, to race. In, in Formula One, that's my, my ultimate goal. Um, but for sure, as, as a race car driver, I'm a racer, you know. I want to I race. 
Uh, I, I, it's great to test the car, but I, I, I want to race. So we'll see what happens for 2021. There's a lot of things out of my control that, that need to happen first. Um, uh, you know, even the, all the Formula One teams haven't signed the Concord agreement yet for, for 2021 and, and onwards. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, that have to happen. Um, but my, my dream and my goal is to be racing in, in Formula One. You know what? There's Pietro. There's there's no telling because when the dominoes started falling and things started shifting when Vettel was not confirmed back at Ferrari, I mean, look, you've heard you've heard all the rumors like all of us. So there's no telling. And then uh, I was talking earlier in the pre-show about Will Buxton asking Roman Grosjean about next year, and he didn't even sound like he was 100% sure he was going to come back. So you never know the 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 chairs and the music stop, and you never know where you might end up. So. Who knows? But hey, guys, we got to take a quick break and we'll continue discussion, continue to talk about the Formula One Hungarian Grand Prix. Listen to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after a quick break. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Ah. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Hello to everyone. This is Gunter Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We are basking in the glow of another good Formula One race, the Hungarian Grand Prix, with Max Verstappen crashing on the formation lap, ripping off his front wing, putting it back on in time for the race, and finishing second. Lewis Hamilton running away with the race. The Haas F1 team, Kevin Magnussen, scoring points, coming in ninth. With rain and tire strategy, yeah, the Haas have one great tire strategy. So it was a very interesting race. But we have on the line, speaking of Haas F1 team, we have the reserve driver for the Haas F1 team. We have Pietro Fittipaldi in the car with his brother <laughs> on the way to Marinello back to the house. This is pretty cool, guys. We got a couple of uh, of drivers on the Formula One ladder. Very excited to have you, Pietro. This is really, uh, it's great to have you on the show. No, thank you, man. I'm happy to be here, and uh, it's good to kill time. We have about five hours left to uh, till we reach home in Italy, so it's a long, long drive. My uh, brother's not... doing a good job, though, and so you're doing a good job. Everyone thinks congrats on you. <laughs> you're doing a good job. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had a live streaming camera, Renzo, flat uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now listen, no pressure here, but I grew up with a fella called Emerson Fittipaldi, and he was Brazilian. But uh, the Americans yeah. claimed him that was their own, and then they grabbed him and took him to IndyCar. Please tell me one of you is going to go all the way and become the next big, big Fiddy Pally. Oh, I mean, that's the dream. Honestly, our dream is to be racing, you know, have Fiddy brothers and, and Formula One racing together. I've been dreaming it since I was a little kid. Enzo has been as well. You know, I can say we have actually raced an official Formula One race together. Really, I raced for Haas and Enzo for Ferrari. It was a Formula One official F1 virtual GP. Ah. So we can actually say that we race together in an official Formula 1 race because Formula 1 is having this uh, virtual championship True. over the quarantine period. And the Enzo did two races for Ferrari, and I was basically do- I was doing all the races for Haas. So we can say we race two races together virtually. Yeah. Hopefully one day in real life. <laughs> oh, that's I cool. like it. Hey, speaking of today's yeah. race and the Haas F1 team, Dave O'Neill, I want to ask you, Les Kaiser brought up during the break a, an, a thought about the fact that we didn't hear anything about brake problems today in the, in the race. What do you think? Uh, why, do, why do you think we didn't hear anything, Dave? Well, I think that, um, I mean, obviously they did have brake problems um, for, the, for the first race in Austria. But when we talk about the, the brake problems, we could be talking about the cooling system for the car. So right. the cooling system for the car needed um, the bigger ducts, maybe. Therefore, you needed smaller brake ducts to keep the engine cool. So it's all speculation, but there could be that the cooling has now been sorted for the power unit. Um, Therefore, they can put the bigger brake ducts on the front of the car to keep the brakes cool. So that's one theory. Um, For sure, um, knowing knowing the team as I know the team, um, you can't have those problems happen twice. So... um, they definitely got on with it. Um, they found a solution. Um, and again, it, it seems to work this time. Um, so that's probably what happened, in my opinion. 
Uh, speaking of the Haas team, you know, I, I didn't realize it, guys, but they actually, um, when they switched tires, I was thinking they did it like on the very first lap, but they they did it. They did it, at, you know, at the uh, you know at the beginning before the first lap. Even I didn't realize that. Yeah, they started from pit lane. Yeah, I did. I did. I don't know how I missed that. There was too much going on at the beginning of the race. But, but anyway, brilliant strategy. But um, looking at the rest of the race and looking down a little bit, we saw Lance Stroll, who started second. I mean, excuse me, started third, ended up fourth. Pretty good race there. And Les, you talked about Albon. He finished in fourth and did looked. I mean, finished in fifth and had a great race. But can, John, I, can I stop you there? I'd, I'd, I'd like to get I'd like to get Pietro or Enzo's view on the young guys like Alban and Stroll. Uh, who who are they impressed by of the of the George Russell's Strolls? The young guys coming through. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, personally, I'm you know I'm I'm impressed with uh, you know Leclerc. I think Leclerc is sure. an extremely good driver. Uh, Charles has, has been strong in every series. He's uh, he's raced in Alban as well. George Russell. Uh, um, those guys are, are really impressive. Giovanazzi as well. They're all guys that maybe I haven't raced with all of them, but I've 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 done I've been on track with them a couple times, even if it was just testing. And uh, they're uh, they're extremely extremely strong drivers. I can ask my brother the question. Ends up asking you uh, basically who's which which young driver in Formula One do you find um, most impressive? Uh, <laughs> I think. Charles Leclerc, probably, yeah. Charles definitely, yeah. <laughs> Charles Leclerc, definitely. Who else do you think? Um, George Russell. There you go. I, 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 I have to agree with Enzo there. Charles, you're pretty impressed. But like I said, Albon, Giovanazzi, those are all guys that I had the opportunity to, to drive um, at a certain point um, together with, and they're, they're, they're impressive drivers. Hey. What about Indy? I know you did Indy last year with Dale Coyne. Uh, who, who do you like in Indy? Well, Indy car, it's, yeah, you know, first, I love racing Indy car. I love it. If I had the opportunity to go back one day to actually win a full season, uh, I'd love to go back. You know, I had my accident in the middle of 2018, which kind of uh, uh, hurt our season quite a lot because I had to go back racing an Indy car. And when I came back, it was two months after breaking both legs. And uh, my leg was still. Um, my legs were still broken when I came back. So when, when I was doing the road course races, I mean, we had two top 10 finishes. I did five races when I came back and we had two top 10s. Um, but I was driving with my leg broken. So I was hitting the brake at 50% pressure. Um, so it was, it was a shame that the season had to go like that. But I loved racing in IndyCar and I, I love to be back one day. And for me, when I drove, I mean, every driver there is impressive. Um, you know, the ovals are extremely intimidating. I love oval racing. It has, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline to it. Uh, but I have to say, when I was racing at the time, Robert Wickens, uh, very impressive in his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Newgarden. And, of course, Scott Dixon. I mean, Scott Dixon is just, he's, uh, you know, he's a four-time champion in IndyCar. He's a machine. Game, so he's, a, he's a machine. Yeah. He's unstoppable. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes, and he's, He's always there to, to fight for the championship, uh, you know, coming into the last races. So the guy's, uh, he, he's an IndyCar legend. So he, he's, by, for me, the most impressive. Uh, Pietro, I've got a question for you. I was looking at a conversation, you know, we're all, we're all saddened by what's going on, but uh, there was a lot of motivation, a lot of excitement around Zanfort this year being on the calendar. With you having experienced 
banks. What do you think that's going to be like for folks at Zanfort with that banked curve? Yeah, so I used to race Formula 3 at Zanfort. Uh, it's, a, it's an old school track. It's kind of like the, the road, road course track in the U.S. where it's very old school. Uh, not forgiving at all because some of these new Formula 1 tracks, they're very forgiving. There's a lot of runoff area. You make a mistake, you, you don't really get pumped by it. You know, you might get your lap deleted, but nothing else happens. So it's very comfortable. Not comfortable, but it's it's easier for a driver to push the limits and not get uh, basically uh, any penalty from it. Um, and then voice like those old school tracks. I mean, you make a mistake, you're in the grass, and, you know, 20 feet from the grass is a, is a barrier. Um, so it's a, it's a ballsy track. There's a lot of fast corners. It's a very tight track. So I think from a watching point of view, to watch the race there, it's going to be very impressive because the tight circuit and the cars are going to look super fast going through the corners, uh, especially because the, the, the track is so tight. And I think with that banking, um, that banking that they added in the last corner basically helps the, the drivers keep it flat so they have an opportunity to pass going into turn one. Because yeah, I think that's the only opportunity they're going to have to overtake. So the cool side to it is it's an old school track in the Formula One calendar. Uh, not a forgiving track at all. The cars are going to look very fast. The downside is the racing might be difficult. It's going to be difficult to overtake uh, because if that's a downforce track, you're going to be following cars. It's going to be a lot of dirty air, and uh, it's going to be hard to follow. Hey, Pietro, I got a question for you. You said you were in the F3 paddock with your brother Enzo. And I know you haven't been able to join the F1 paddock, but what about the COVID-19 precautions and the way they've been doing everything? How has that been? Has that been, have they been uh, really diligent about all that? Yeah, very diligent. Uh, obviously, they've been doing a, a great job. Uh, so basically, you know, when you walk in the track, as soon as you park the car, all per- personnel park the car in the same area. Uh, you walk through um, certain, like, there's three lines where you walk in. In each line, there's a person with uh, basically like a thermometer where they check your temperature. If your temperature is okay, you go through. If it's not okay, they keep taking the test for at least 10 minutes. Uh, and if you're, you're not okay, then they, they, they don't let you in the chat. So they have like a fever uh, check, temperature check as soon as you walk in. As soon as you walk in, you have to put hand sanitizer in your hands. So you, you clean your hands as soon as you walk into the track. There's no mixing in paddocks. So uh, F3 and F2 are in the same paddock, but no people from... F3 or F2 can enter the F1 paddock and vice versa. Uh, the other thing they're doing, every five days, you need to get a, a, a COVID test. So they have these centers in each paddock where you go. And when your test is up, um, they basically take like a, like this long Q-tip and they stick it up your nose. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it's painful. I, whenever I have to a test, I'm not looking forward to it because it's like this thing as long as like a, like, like a pencil. And they literally put it all the way up your nose. You, oh. you feel it almost in your brain. I've done and it. They, yeah, I've done it. It is not. Yeah. It is not a pleasant thing. Well, Pietro Fittipaldi, we are out of time. Thank Enzo for coming on too. We pre- yeah. <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, have a good rest of Thank your trip. You uh, man, Pietro Fittipaldi is fantastic. We gotta we gotta feel lucky to get him on the show. But hey, Les, you had a question about the last few races and the calendar, and maybe coming across here in the United States. You know, uh, it. it I'm curious. I'm a bit, a bit of anxiety about it. I'm anxious to see them in person, but to be honest, we're up to 10 races on the calendar and they're quality races. Uh, how much motivation is there to come across the pond, deal with the American situation of COVID 
and any of the others over here. To be honest, I bet that's a tough conversation in their calls, whether they want to risk that many people coming over to a hot spot for COVID as it is today or not. Do they need that championship? Quantitatively, no. Quality-wise, yes. What do you yeah. think? It's a good one, and and you're absolutely right. If you have to take that, if you have to take that temperature, as it were, now, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, they've created a fantastic bubble. They've been successful. We don't, you know, we don't know if anybody has got COVID, but certainly uh, the inner core of Formula One continues successfully. Um, they've got the money and the finances to do it right, just as NASCAR and India are doing. But um, yeah, there's no reason. I can't. I mean, it's a shame, real shame, and it's going to be a, a big loss for Liberty in their their. their um, you know, revenues, but I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it right now. Sitting here in Austin in the middle of this giant, you know, we're a, we're a hot spot now. It just, it doesn't make sense. And I, I just don't see it happening. Hey, guys, did anybody get to see the IndyCar races this weekend? Yeah. My boy Connor Go Daly, Connor. Don, he, he was fast in qualifying, but couldn't quite bring it home during the races. It was really and Jonathan, you fooled me, man. You you called you told me last night. Oh, Connor's gonna win. He's gonna win. You were watching it, and I <laughs> I tuned it in. It's like I think he finished. I think he finished thirteenth. But don't you know? Do not make eye contact with Connor's car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I tell you what, though. In all seriousness, I mean, this is a full season, his first ever, and you know. He's done a lot of fun things like, you know, podcasts and come dancing and <laughs> chasing around with Rossi. Um, but when I started to take him seriously as a, as a, as a proper racing driver now. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time because he's proven it. Jumping from car to car that he can hey. do a good job. Imagine if you were in a consistent car year round. I mean, how well, how good could he be? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are out of time. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to all of our guests, Pietro Fittipaldi. Thanks, Dave O'Neill, for calling in from VR. And we will talk to everybody next Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.